0: Thank you for listening to Confessions of a Sales Pro. This series is entitled the Sales Leadership Roundtable. I'm interviewing a variety of business leaders, recruiters and fellow trainers and coaches across North America, exploring how they have overcome the challenges related to COVID-19 amongst other very insightful sales topics.
1: Why is it the same repetitive mistakes continue to rob salespeople of more commission checks, regardless of industry, size of company, or region of the globe? These same inhibitors are holding us back from reaching our full potential. Amongst many industry awards, Ian Selby achieved the accolade of top salesperson in the world at Apple. And in this podcast, he will discuss the issues that sales professionals encounter from his own experiences confessing to the problems he has endured and how he overcame them giving the benefit of his wisdom to everyone listening who work in the world of sales. To help you, he will reveal strategies to overcome the issues hurting salespeople and helping you reach new levels of sales success. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Less
0: sins, more wins.
1: With your host,
0: Ian Selby. Welcome Craig and uh, thank you for for being on the podcast today before we get started with our dialogue Craig I'd I'd love the opportunity for you to introduce yourself what is it you do how you do it Uh, I know you have just got a brand new book out which is exciting I'd love to hear about that and how would our listeners get a hold of you so Craig why don't you go ahead
2: and, and, and give us an introduction today well, Ian, I uh, really appreciate the opportunity to be with you and to tell you a little bit about uh, what we've been up to. Uh, so, uh, well, first and foremost, uh, probably the most uh, the thing I'm most proud of, you know, I've, I've been married uh, for 37 years to a lovely woman. We have four grown men uh, who have uh, lovely families. Uh, that's really, really my pride and joy. Uh, I... Uh, I grew up in the technology world Uh, back in uh, the 80s. uh, I moved into the recruitment world, uh, late 80s, and ran two large practices. I was a partner in one of them. Uh, 19 years ago, Ian, I decided to leave that world uh, as it was. Uh, We were having some some real issues uh, in the sense of clients having a hard time hiring people and having them stick. Uh, so 19 years ago, I left that business to start a, a brand new company called Hire Results Limited in our business for the last 19 years as we build hiring simulations. We we help companies test drive candidates before they hire them. Uh, we've had tremendous success, but 70% of our business is in the sales, sales management side. Uh, we never went after that business. It kind of came after us just because salespeople, sales management are just so tough to hire, get it right uh, And so we've been running that for the last uh, 19 years, and uh, when the pandemic hit, uh, I uh, wrote a book called My Worst Hire, and uh, what I learned from it, Uh, it's just been released. We've had uh, some real success just uh, in the recent release, Uh, but the book is a compilation of uh, 50 interviews with business professionals on their worst hire, but more importantly, the nugget, the learning nugget that the reader will get from uh, from their experience. So, uh, so your question about uh, wh- where they can get a hold of me. Uh, the, the hiring simulation, just as it sounds, hiring simulation. Hi, r n g simulation. com, uh, and uh, the book is uh, you can get it online, but you can also get it through our website at myworsthire. Excellent, Craig. That, that's
0: fascinating. The, the stimulation is, uh, if there was secret sauce to get it right the first time, imagine how that would benefit companies in the recruiting business. So that's probably part of what you tell your, your customers, I'm sure. I'm sure. So Craig, I've got five questions that I'd love to ask you and get your perspective. This is part of the Sales Leadership Roundtable podcast series I'm going to be interviewing other folks uh, around North America, business leaders, CEOs, uh, fellow uh, sales consultant trainers like myself, and, and get just a 360-degree view of the world as it is today. So, so Craig, my first question is, what have been your most significant business challenges as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic?
2: Yeah, well, Ian, uh, you know, in the business that we're in, we help companies uh, manage the risk when they're hiring people. And you know, the the year before COVID hit, we had our best year uh, ever. And uh, last year, January and February, we were on track for having our best year again. Uh, end of March, uh, it was you know, Ian. And I describe it as kind of driving on a highway up a mountain and missing the turn, and uh, we kind of went over the cliff. And, uh, you know, we didn't lose. We, we've been very fortunate with the longevity of the clients that we have. So the clients didn't leave us. What they did was they, they, they put everything on hold. And I'm not talking just a few clients. It was literally overnight the taps were turned off uh, just because Clients uh, didn't know what was happening, and every all, all hiring was put on hold. So that meant they weren't going to be using uh, simulations. And probably one of the biggest challenges I had through that, I'll be honest with you, is that you know our internal consultants, some of them been with us for quite a long time, to see them challenge uh, and no fault of their own. They'd been extremely busy, and all of a sudden, the tap was turned off and. You know the, the other challenge I had was that, you know, when when your business is slowed down uh, as an entrepreneur, your mind starts wandering in the sense of too many other opportunities, and I mm-hmm. needed to really keep focused. And that's when I put my head down and wrote the book. Uh, it took me two months to write the book.
0: That's it's fascinating, and and good on you for, for using the time productively and using it as a semi sabbatical um, to to. to go ahead and and author a book, which is a major undertaking. So congratulations on that. If you think about, oh, you know, with COVID-19 and how it's affected the world and, in fact, affected the the selling landscape, what would you say your biggest sales challenge has been? Is it the fact that customers are just not hiring? Is that your number one?
2: Well, it was, you know, it was a real challenge because uh, the clients – had the need the clients were telling us we need your help but they were being told not to do anything so the the challenge for us was that we knew that we had a solution to the client's issues they were telling us that they needed the solution but the the head office and the and the uh the decision makers were basically saying we can't do anything So, uh, so that was probably one of our biggest, biggest challenges is that we had this stockpile of opportunities that we knew that we could help, but the client just wasn't able to allow us to get in the door to do it. That was probably the one challenge. The other challenge was that, uh, Ian for, for, you know, at that time, 18 years of running the business, uh, all of our simulations were done face-to-face. So clients were engaging with the client face-to-face, uh, the candidate face-to-face. Um, in these real-life business activities, the whole idea of our simulations is put the candidate in the mindset that they're in the job today and allowing the client and the candidate to engage both strategically and tactically in, in these activities. And the, uh, the challenge uh, that we had was to get them to go to video uh, over the last little while. and But all of a sudden, we were able to show them how video worked. And from that went from being a challenge to an incredible asset to us now, where I can't see how any of our clients are going to go back to the face-to-face because we're able to reduce their travel time. We're able to reduce so many different things that were requirements before that basically... Anywhere in the world, they can sit down and engage with a candidate uh, via video.
0: You know, it, it is uh, it is amazing what, what the pandemic has, has done to the world. As tragic as it's been with health issues and you know the, the whole economies of scale, it has taught the world some new tricks. And we've been forced to find them and get creative and think out of the box. And what you just said really resonates that this is now a technology that Why would anyone go back to the the slower, more expensive way of doing things when there's this great new shiny way to do it?
2: So that that is
0: probably a positive, right?
2: Well, you know, our consultants and myself, you know, there many times we were on a plane flying to the client's uh, facility, and then they were flying candidates in or, or management in to be engaged in these simulations, and they always thought, no, no, we got to do this face-to-face, and uh, we we tried to get them to video, uh, and no one really wanted to, and the pandemic hit, and it was kind of like, yeah, you know, I think we'll try this, and it's, we're not yeah. going to be able to get off it, so... No,
0: and that's, and my next question, Craig, is one I think you'll have a little more fun uh, answering. Um, so what has proven to be your most successful sales strategy in the last three years? So three years, post-pandemic.
2: Yeah, well. Three, um, three pandemic, rather. Yeah, okay. So, well, I, I don't think there's any rock, this isn't really rocket science, is it? Yeah. Um, I would say probably for us in three years or even in further, it's uh, for, for me anyways, and for our consultants is to always kind of be listening for the opportunity. So for us, it we need to be in the market. Our business is not about picking up the phone and dialing for dollars. Our business is uh, engaging with business decisions, uh, 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 business owners and, Our opportunities always come by by really simply telling our story. So we have a real simple methodology of doing that is we know we have a compelling story, uh, but we don't want to be the first one to be talking. So it's typically, if I meet you, Ian, it's, uh, hey, Ian, tell me what you do. They tell tell me what they do. Ian, you tell me what uh, you do. And then their logical question is, so what do you do, Craig? We simply say, well, we build hiring simulations. And that's it. And the okay. next question is always, what's a hiring simulation? And that just starts the engagement. Yeah. So to answer your question, yeah. on, the first one is uh, always be listening and what's out in the market, kind of ear to the ground. But we need to be out in the market. Uh, the, the second point would be uh, we need to paint a picture. We need to keep our business simple. And uh, for, for us, it's kind of, it, we, we get this in our head. Uh, we we want to build a picture for the client on what we do. And we use the analogy of an airline pilot. So if anyone asks us what we do, uh, we say, well, listen, basically, you know, if you were to explain what we do, if you were in the airline business and if you were hiring airline pilots and if they came in for an interview and you hired them because they told you they could fly a plane it wouldn't be a smart decision. You'd take them down to a flight simulator and you'd say, why don't you just show us what you just told us? We say we do that with hiring. And so, what, so a strategy for us, uh, Ian, is simply paint a picture. Don't, don't get into a lot of detail. Let them figure it out themselves. And the third one is, the most recent is, you know, it's not the last three years, but I think it's going to be the next three years, is, is this book mm-hmm. that I've, I've written, uh, this uh, My Worst Hire and What I Learned From It. It's this compilation of 50 uh, interviews with business leaders uh, telling their stories of their worst hire, real simple stories, real short stories, but more importantly, what the nugget is, and to use that as a credibility tool uh as as start of a, a conversation so send them a book and then follow up and and talk about it so that, those are probably the three that i would probably focus on in the mm-hmm. sense of a strategy it, it, your book's got to be and i've
0: read part of it craig so and thanks for sending me the early release uh, yeah. it's fascinating when people tell real life stories i hired this woman i hired this gentleman and on paper, it ended up being their best sales call was the interview with me. It went downhill from there. And, and some of the stories are fascinating. So I would urge all the listeners out there
2: to, to get on uh, Craig's new new book. Again, Craig, what's the name of the book? It's uh, My Worst Hire and What I Learned From It. It's, and you can find it at myworsthire.com. Myworsthire.com, listeners. There you go. I have two more
0: questions for you, Craig, and, and they're specific to the recruiting industry. And I know many of our listeners out there will uh, will value your insights here. The first question on that is for candidates out there, so these are salespeople looking for a different job. Uh, For for candidates looking for a new sales job, what two things should they try to do to help position themselves as the top candidate? What are the two things that will help you be number one?
2: Well, I I would say, well, I'll answer that question, Ian, on the assumption that they're qualified for the role. Uh, But uh, with regards to the candidate, uh, and and we see this through our simulations, Ian, is it is really important that the candidates simply be themselves. Uh, So often, a candidate wants to put a facade on, and it comes off, Mm -hmm. and and hiring teams see that. And we always say to candidates, look, if you're right for the job, Allow them to see who you are now because they're going to know who you are in two months after you've joined. So let's find out now if, if you're right for those jobs. So we always say, look, just simply be yourself. And to realize that an interview is a two-way street is that, sure, they're mm-hmm. checking you out. But it's critical for you to check them out in the sense of who you're meeting. So be prepared to ask, uh, you know, ask the right questions. But it's a two-way street and simply be yourself. And again, if you are qualified for the role, I would say you need to truly understand what you're looking for in the next role because hiring is such an emotional element. And especially if you're a good candidate, clients are going to be after you, especially interview. And what happens in, in the interview, as you know, is many sales managers and owners, they go from investigation mode to sales mode very quickly when they find someone that they like and they start Mm -hmm. selling you on, on the opportunity. So my suggestion is just make sure that you do your homework. If you're qualified for the opportunity, uh, be yourself, let them know, and let them see who you are. And secondly, and I think uh, just as importantly, is that, you know, if you're right for the role, do your homework. Really know what you're mm. talking about in the organization. It, it, I mean, in today's market, there should be no excuse that someone goes into an interview unprepared on who they're meeting, their background, some of the news releases that it's coming out on the organization, or whatever the product is, uh, there should really be uh, no excuse for that. Those are great answers, Craig. So be yourself, be authentic, because that's
0: who you really are anyway. And if you're qualified for the job, that's good enough, and some likely. And do your homework, do your research, figure out who they are, just like you would on a sales call. Before you you talk to a prospect, you would do your homework on them. So same in, in a uh, job interview setting as well. Yeah, Ian, uh, last Ian, question for you. And this is the other yeah. side of the desk, Greg. This, this is for companies wanting to do some hiring. Um, so for companies recruiting a new salesperson or a sales leader, what are the two top qualities or characteristics that can help predict a successful hire? I mean, you're in this business. Your, your answer to that question would be hugely valuable to our listeners.
2: Well, again, I think it's, it's, it's real, uh, it's real simple. Um, so on, on the sales side, uh, num- number one, and what we've seen in the simulations is this is where the simulations really work because you really start to see some competencies in the individual outside of their interview skills. One is, you know, the, the, the person that you want to hire should be inquisitive. Uh, they, you know, in today's marketplace, uh, you need to be a consultative salesperson. You need to be able to ask mm-hmm. questions and to get down to the root of the issue before you ever talk about a product or an offering. And so, and you can start to see some of that in uh, interviews with candidates. You know, are they there just kind of uh, dumping about themselves or are they asking the right questions or have they done the right homework and asked you or bring, brought information up? So, I would say, that uh, you, know, you, you need to have someone who's inquisitive. And secondly, you need someone who's smart. Because it's one thing uh, for them to know your product. But where we see big mistakes from clients who are hiring salespeople and hiring individuals within their organizations that they tend to look, quote, for industry experience. You know, you know we, we're looking for someone who has all this industry experience. Well, industry experience is nice. But if they can't sell and they can just talk about the industry and that's what they're going to do in the interview, they're going to talk about what they know. So they're going to try to impress you. But with regards to a candidate, if they're smart, they'll learn your business. They'll learn the product, but you need somebody who can come in and sell. So you need to know if they have the ability to uh, pick up on your business. And again, you know, not to talk about simulations all the time, but there's some great simulations that you can do that really allow you to understand the person's ability to comprehend what you do, what your product is, and be able to articulate that, ask the right questions, and articulate it back to the client. So, so you know, they've got to have a strong emotional intelligence. Uh, they've got to be smart. They've got to be a quick learner. And, and they, most importantly, I think, they've got to be inquisitive. They, they, you know what's interesting, Ian? Is that there's a great there's some really interesting studies out right now saying that some of the best salespeople are borderline introverts. Yes, and if that's and if that's the case, because that a borderline introvert's inquisitive, they want to it's know before they talk. And if that's Fair. the case, so they may not be that great in the interview. So you've got to be able to ferret that out of them. That that's that's really
0: insightful. I, and I've often thought with the thousands of salespeople I've trained around the world, Craig, and I always do this relationship uh, module with character analysis, where it's personality typing, right? And uh, oftentimes the best account managers are the people that are detail-oriented and more introverted, because mm-hmm. they're so thorough at understanding the needs of a client and bringing solutions to the table, uh, they focus on those details, so I, I would agree. I think some of the best salespeople are not extroverts; they're actually introverts. Oh,
2: and, absolutely! Not
0: to say that with all those extroverts out there. There's some superstars there as well, but uh, certainly that that's interesting to hear that uh, when you're recruiting uh, for salespeople, beware of their that sales call being uh, the best that they're going to give you. As well, you know, when you look at what they can do. Longer term, what's their process like? Are are they, as you said, Craig, have they done the initial investment to better understand uh, the the company, the solution? So instead of just PK, product knowledge, make sure they've got CK, customer or client knowledge, and that'll
2: take uh, them on their career. career. Yeah, Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, Craig, I want to thank you very, very much for being on the podcast uh, today. And uh, I'm thrilled by the the insights you've shared uh, with our listeners. And I'm uh, looking forward to great success with your book. And let's stay in touch, my friend.
2: Okay, Ian, real, real pleasure. Thanks for the invite.
0: Thank you very much. Bye, Craig.
2: Bye now. Thank you for
0: listening to Confessions of a Sales Pro. Less sins, more wins. For more information on my books, guides, online sales training and coaching programs, please visit salesmentoryou.com.
1: If you have found this episode informative and helpful, we would be honored and appreciative if you would share this podcast with other great salespeople like yourself. And we look forward to you joining us for all new episodes weekly, every Thursday. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you'd like us to help you grow your sales commissions, visit us at salesmentoru.com. Confessions of a sales pro. Less sins, more wins. With Ian Selby.